When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Somebody said I stopped them from committing suicide. Wow. I still don't believe that, but they, if I'm reading the passage, they like somebody just died. They're going through hard times, and my video stopped them from committing suicide. I got that a couple of times, stopping mm. somebody from killing themselves. I kind of believe it because when I was going through my mental health, I didn't want to kill myself, but I was like, I don't care if I die or live. Like, I don't even want to be here no more. This is Knocking Doors Down with a mission to bring voices to the addiction, recovery, and mental health illness community through advocacy and accessible resources. I'm your host, Jason Alcoholic. I'm Mikey. Yeah. You, usually you bring me in. I <laughs> oh. guess I'll do it myself now. <laughs> Sorry. Who the fuck am I, right? <laughs> You're the other I'll bring guy. myself in. Uh, our guest hanging out with us, Terrell Green, uh, social media comedian, author of your book, which we definitely want to talk about. Thanks for coming down, jumping in studio with us, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, I should have brought a book. My bad. That's I, all right. I feel horrible. I'm a reader. <laughs> He's a me reader. Too. Hey, I got an idea. There is a studio right here. Uh-huh. You should record an audio book because I am an audio book. My fan has been requesting that. Yeah. Audiobook. How is the book doing? Of course, the book uh, uh, Against All Odds, a story about how I became. It's doing real good. Uh, my fans, I'm getting good feedback from it from people with mental health. Yeah. Uh, they're letting me know that my book helped them out a lot. So that was my uh, that was my goal, honestly, to help people with mental health. Yeah. Why did you want to write a book about mental health? Just the things I've been through. And once I like gained a lot of followers, I was like, it's perfect. Because I, when I was going through it, I was like, if I overcome this, it's like a movie. Or it's sure. like, you know, people like, I'm going to write a book about my life. I actually said that when I was going through it. And when I came over, like overcame it, I was like. <laughs> and what got your followers? Snoop Dogg had reposted something, right? Uh, he reposted my video like three times nice nice once uh it was uh december 31st and he was like in the year on some comedy relief mm-hmm. so he ended the year 2020 with my video that was the last post he posted so I was like damn so did you just wake up to that or did you know or was i woke just- up and then people were saying to me like snoop dog posted you like at first i was shocked the second third time i'm like all right Motiv- <laughs> that gave me motivation hell yeah, yeah. what uh, uh what video was it that he reposted uh it was like a like I'm in the hood, I woke up and I was looking out the window and crazy stuff in the hood was going on. And people were falling and dancing. Probably couldn't have a lot of people yeah. that could relate to it. Like, I, oh. I'll show you, I'll send it to you. All right, so, like, that shit looks familiar. <clears throat> yeah. We were talking about this earlier, so a lot of your stuff is comedy, right? right? It's funny. Is it hard to do comedy, especially nowadays with people being so damn sensitive? It like is. everything literally offends everybody. Right. That comment I just said probably offended somebody. <laughs> but is that hard? Is that hard to kind of dance around or do you just go all in and say whatever? So it depends. Sometimes I dance around it mm-hmm. and then sometimes I like take a while, or like take a while, look at it like, I'm gonna just post it yeah. and then I let the people know in the comments like it's just comedy. Right. Don't come at me like right. sideways. <laughs> right. And then some of my fans are back me up like this is a co- don't come to a comedy page for being serious. Sure. Like, you know you got to go somewhere else with that. Yeah, for do, sure. Do a lot of people because you got a great character, which I gotta ask where it came from. <laughs> Earl. <laughs> where the fuck did the Uncle 70s. Earl come from? Do you have a similar because... uncle? Is that where it came from? No, nah, it, <laughs> it just came. Like I did a TikTok with the wig on and yeah. I was doing. 
uh, Ike and Tina. Uh-huh. Oh, movie. yeah. Uh, I did that skit, and then people was loving it, and I was like, one day I was like, I put the wig on, I'm going to do a skit, and people was like, you should give him a name. No, my barber was like, you should give him a name. I was like, oh, all right, I'm going to give him a name, and I made a video with him, and people was loving it, so I made him a page, and now he... I think he's gonna be bigger than me. <laughs> he might get a movie before me. <laughs> hey, you never know. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. Uh, hey, but sometimes I'll be uh, acting like I'm outside of like the videos. Like ah, I catch myself doing this on accident. Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that shit real. How much of the Uncle Earl character like is drawn from from personal experiences other than the Ike and Tina? I mean, like growing up around people that do cocaine and the, like. Abuse. I don't. I wasn't really brought up in an abuse like abusive home. Yeah, but yeah. you see stuff like that, and so you can relate to it. Sure. So a lot of people can, but a lot of people can't. Like some people be telling me I need to lay off on the putting the cocaine on my nose and doing this in my videos, but that's just him. Yeah. That's his. That's that character. And you know what? If it works for you and that's what you want to do, <laughs> then just do it. You know what I, I mean? Am. That's the beauty of comedy. It's I lose like, followers a lot, but yeah. you know I gain them <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I do be like, damn, I don't want to piss people off because I. It's I got tough. a heart in this kid. I'm a I'm an influencer. Kids watch me. Yeah. I understand that. So, but yeah, I gotta pay bills. But you're trying to also drop like, for me, comedy was because I grew up in a, in a tumultuous home, right. emotionally. So, you know, my parents had the brilliant record collection, everything from George Carlin to Pryor to Eddie Murphy to uh, Steve Martin or whatever it was. For me, it was like a great outlet and. Yeah. And people that don't know, Same here. like I was asked today, I was telling you guys before we recorded, I did a, a couple of uh, speaking at a couple of high school classes on addiction and mental health stuff. And and one person goes, uh, you're like, like it's, is it fun? I'm like, you should, like, I hope you never come into one of my AA groups, but man, we're fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> like the jokes right. that we pop is pretty bad because we're in that. The comedy gets us through. Right. I never realized that till people let me know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time I check my uh, DMs on Facebook, Instagram, people like I, uh, I got them through their day. Somebody said I stopped them from committing suicide. Wow. I still don't believe that, but they, if I'm reading the passage, they like somebody just died. They're going through hard times, and my video stopped them from committing suicide. I got that a couple of times, stopping mm-hmm. somebody from killing themselves. I kind of believe it because when I was going through my mental health, I didn't want to kill myself, but I was like, oh, I don't care if I die or live. Like I don't even want to be here no more. And then I seen a video on Facebook. This before I started making videos, and that video turned my whole day around to the point where I wanted to start making videos. So I see the power in comedy. Yeah. You know, and then I grew up watching Tur- I mean, uh, Richard Pryor. Goat. He the goat. <laughs> yeah. I would. I would rank him up there. He's in my. I kind of bounce around a he little. He the Jordan bit. of comedy to me. Yeah. Yeah. By I would far. give. I would say that for sure. He was. He was a guy that flipped it and made it something completely different. He he was the original raw before right. Eddie Murphy was raw because the stuff that he said you know I still one of my favorite jokes <laughs> and I don't know how much you listen to Mikey uh, prior he goes coke make you do crazy shit oh, like yeah, uh, t- I tell a woman look I'm gonna run around yeah, the I house three times and then on the third time jump off on my face you right. know it's like <laughs> drugs oh. was his downfall huh? yeah it was sad I mean you know dude caught himself on fire freebasing you know because he wanted to it was crazy wow. The Secret Life Podcast, true confessions of love, sex, money, food, addiction, and hidden taboo topics that are often hilarious, uplifting, and hopeful. Every Monday, best-selling author and actress, Breanne Davis, pulls back the curtain on the deepest, darkest, heartbreaking, and sometimes silly secrets from an eclectic group of guests, including celebrities and anonymous listeners. 
Some past guests include celebrities like The Newsroom's Olivia Munn, Dancing with the Stars' Cheryl Burke, Wine Down's Jana Kramer, TikTok influencer Adam Rose, to anonymous guests sharing stories of trauma, addiction, recovery, and mental health. With over a decade of recovery, Brianne's disarming approach creates an intimate and safe space for her guests to bear their souls. Uncover the truth as the guests share practical advice. And just like that, we're laughing, crying, inspired, and filled with hope. Listen to The Secret Life Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. But where were you at with, uh, you said you didn't want to kill yourself, but what was it with your mental health struggles? Because I had seen my best friend get killed, and then I had dropped out of school, like literally like, we was in a house and another guy was playing with a gun and killed him, and I witnessed it. So I was I was a freshman in college at the time. I was going to Fresno City, and I was a I mean I was a top athlete coming out of uh, Edison High School, and I had stopped playing sports because every time I go to practice, like my mind would be thinking about that night. Mm-hmm. I'd be at my dad's house just in a dark place. To the, I f- took the blame for it, like you know, like I felt like it was my fault. Sure. And a lot of people was blaming me anyways because they didn't know what was going on, like what was what caused it, like people saying I set him up, or it was a lot of weird stuff going on, and. I didn't even have the love for sports at no more. I didn't even want to live, bro. It was like, it was a whole lot of trauma. Yeah. So did you, did you, is comedy what helped you get through that? Or did you talk to somebody professionally? I didn't or? talk to nobody. No. Uh, the videos is what helped me. Mm-hmm. Once I started making videos and people was telling me, oh, you helped my, uh, you helping me with my mental health. I'm like, little do y'all know I'm making these videos and I'm going through it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm helping y'all at the same time. It's helping me too. Like when I make my skits, it takes me to a whole nother world. It's sure. like I, I'm in the zone. Yeah, yeah. Pull your mind out of that place. Right. And people, people don't understand that. You know, with um, PTSD, and we've talked to to soldiers on here and people that have gone through abuse, and and I I even had a um, psychologist think that I have some hyper vigilance because of some physical trauma, physical right. abuse. Um, like I'll wake up in a fucking panic and shit. You know. Um, but like have you done any sort of you said you like to read have you at least if you've not gone to any counseling kind of dug more into that and kind of unraveling your mind a little bit because i'm sure there's little triggers i mean yeah. ca- car making noise or i want to i really do want to go talk to somebody i even talked to her about it like i need to find like y'all know somebody i can talk to recommend i'll go like asap like i just haven't i don't want to put my go to somebody that you know yeah. I don't know like that. It's mm-hmm. just hard to talk to people like you don't know like yeah. I want to talk to somebody that like I could build a bond with that you know professional yeah. that I'm going to tell my life about who that could really help me but like talking to y'all right now this is this is helping me about you know Good. that's mm-hmm. why I came on here to yeah. and that's help. a fucked up thing about mental health too it's like it's you never had suicidal thoughts, but you're at the same time, I don't care if I live or die. Yeah. Like when I go through it still to this day, like there, are, I've talked to people like professionals, but there is right and wrong people. Like there's one guy, it's like, exactly. I know he's a pro, but he doesn't get it. That's why I or, haven't picked nobody. Yeah, and it's like, this girl's a pro. I kind of like what she's talking about, but at the same time, it's, I, I mean, there were stories that I've heard because, you know, we come from a town that's not that big. So it's like, I know who this person is and I know her family life and it's like who are you to talk to me about mine when your shit's kind of on fire too you know what i mean it's like so you have to have the right person but it's just crazy how it can take you places like mine i've never had thoughts of committing suicide ever 
But at the same time, I will just, and Jason knows, I, I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to be left alone. I want to go into a dark room and just try not to die and wait for that moment to pass. And I'll be like, okay, and then I'll splash my face with cold water. Then I'll be good. And it's just, it sucks, but it just it affects sucks. everyone so much differently. So to find that outlet you did, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause I haven't found a niche yet. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's awesome. But then like when you start like, what comes with it, it triggers mm -hmm. your mental health more like, my family uh, called me, asked for money, and I like it shut my whole day down because I don't like saying no. Sure, but, yeah. And when I do, it affect me still. But when I say no, it's still I don't know. It's just hard. And then I just shut myself down, go in the room, meditate, change my number, all mm -hmm. that. Like, yeah. Well, I I suffer very much. Part of what I was talking about before we recorded that that sex and love addiction. Primary the love is like I'm a people pleaser, right? And I want to be loved. And despite whatever shame, we all and, do. yeah, right. That that shame and guilt that gets carried from some of my actions, which you know, I, like I can go, oh, I was drunk then or whatever, but it don't matter. It's still right. my actions, and and I kind of hear that maybe with you that that, that um, and I'm asking like people trying to put that guilt and blame upon you, whereas it's kind of a blameless situation. It's you know, right. We get in fucked up situations. We just do. And right. guess what? When you're in a fucked up situation or fucked up environment, right? Fucked up things happen. Exactly. I don't know how I got out of that. Yeah. It's just a pain in the uh, ass, man. It's just, <laughs> it really is mental health. It's like, and I'm so glad because we live, I've said this a million times and I'll say it a million more, but we live in a world today where the most attention that it's ever been brought on in mental health is right now. There's a lot of people bringing, right. addressing it. And I love that. Me too. You know who, um, gosh, there was somebody, in, was it Dak Prescott? It's, a lot of athletes. Yeah, right a lot of athletes are talking about mental health, and I hate the Cowboys, but I love Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah, everybody loves Dak. I hate, I hate the Cowboys, yeah. too. He's <laughs> he a real he, nice dude. You can yeah, tell. and yeah. I love that he's addressing that because they have this huge platform, and they're using that platform to address it, and I love that because it wasn't talked about enough. Right. Like, my parents, my mom gets it, but my dad was from a family to where it's just like, you're fine. Suck it up, man yeah. up. Put some know. dirt on it. That, exactly. That's man. When you come in, growing up in the hood, we don't talk about it because it make you seem weak, mm -hmm. you know. And man, it's kids growing up where I'm from that I know they got mental health issues because yeah. the things they're going through and see, just like me, yeah. and they don't talk about it. They go to school and you know you gotta put your big boy pants on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't talk about it because it makes crazy. you feel weak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. And yeah. that's why I love how all these athletes are addressing it now. But you bring up where you grew up. What was life growing up for you, man? So we was on welfare, you know, in the apartments, me and my mom, and she had an addiction problem. So she half the time she wasn't near, so my, I'd be with my sister, and, you know, it'd be like shootings on the other side of the apartments, like shootouts in, in my apartments. Uh, they're seeing a lot of your friends die. You know, I was a pallbearer. I had to carry my friends a casket, like, twice before the age of 21. Damn. Like, 19, 20, like, back to back. 1920 I think before 21 or 22 I carried my friends casket so like a lot of death a lot of death yeah how did you even find that you said you were a standout athlete how'd you even find that desire within that home you know I'm guessing dad wasn't present at all oh yeah my dad was present that's one was thing it? he was present but okay. he, he died uh 2016 but he was present I moved out with my mom to move with my dad to live a better uh living situation because mm -hmm. You know, I, we was on welfare, and the part of the, you know, the money is supposed to, on welfare, you get a welfare check, right? Right. And the money is for your child, like, to take care of them. But she was using it for her 
her her uh, drug addiction or whatever. And then I moved with my dad because I realized, like, I'm in high school. I, I'm wearing the same clothes I've been wearing since middle school. My dad put me on game. Like, if you move in with me, you can keep your check. Just give me the food stamps. So I'm like, bet. I moved out with my mom. I was a mama's boy, too, so I had I it hurt me to do it. I moved out, moved with my dad. I was able to buy everything I wanted, like, mm-hmm. go to school, fly now. <laughs> it was only $300, $200 check, but, shit, I could buy shoes now, a couple of T-shirts and pants. Right when you were when you're wearing the same thing, people take that for granted. Heck, man, like gas shoes. I was I was a, I ran track too, so I was kind of popular. I was fast, you know, I was the fastest at my school, so people knew me. So when you wearing weak clothes and everybody know you, people gonna throw that jabs at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are those talking about? Your yeah. shoes. <laughs> I'm glad that, that phase is over. The what man. are those things? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, you, my nephew did that to me once. I'm like, you little <laughs> shit. <laughs> little stupid. turd. He was like, what are those? Make it the fuck. Best parallel I can make I when uh, my dad was kind of at the peak of his addiction and my mom felt the best place I could go was like seventh grade, was a private school, Catholic school. And it was the fucking worst because it was all the rich kids. Yeah. So here I am going through a growth spurt. I went from like five, six. To, uh, I think by the time I got out of eighth grade, I was almost six feet tall. So you're the tallest in school. Huh? Yeah, so you know we had to wear like the uh, corduroy pants. You whistle when you walk and all that. Flooding there. Yeah, and so I, exactly, <laughs> I, I'm outgrowing it. I'm flooding. All the rich kids got the J's, and I got the Magic Johnsons. Magic Johnsons, like yeah, John, he got shoes. Yeah, they were like the fifty-five dollar Converse, and they just said Magic oh, with a star on. I the didn't tongue. know that either. I didn't yeah. either. For this new story for the podcast. So of course, my mom, you know, I couldn't get a haircut. My hair is going crazy. I got bullied, picked on, beat up, and then the most popular kid. Uh, we're playing football and um, flag football, and I, I get the ball, kind of break away, and everybody nobody could catch him. Well, he couldn't catch me, so I get the touchdown. Of course, there's a chain link fence, and he shoves me right into it and Mad. splits my lip. And yeah, and then I started dunking in seventh grade too, so I of Damn. course pissed them off as well. So it was like, I get what you're saying. Like yeah. I had this thing, you know. So sports kind of was that. Was it just track? Yeah. No, I played football too. I was actually oh, really? one of the top uh, receivers at my school too. Uh, only thing that messed me up was my grades, and I didn't take the. Uh, what is it called? NCAA Clearinghouse. I didn't do none of that because mm. I didn't have no guidance. I was a good athlete. Plus, I'm short already, but you know, all those came into play that messed me up. So I had to go to a JC, yeah. and then that's when my friend died, and I said, "Fuck sports." Mm. And how do how do you see like looking back? You talk about where you you know the community you come from and and mental health. And I was um, alarmed what I learned today when I when I went and spoke to these classes that. 2,000 plus students at a school. The football team had seven full-time staff, the people that were on staff, teachers that were football coaches. For 2,000 plus students, they had one mental health counselor. One. And they're wondering why. When situations like yours, they don't, kids come home, you didn't have anyone to talk to. That was in, you said middle, high school? This is a high school. Yeah. I wish they had that in March. Yeah, at least one counselor, right? Yeah. I don't remember there being any counselors Me, when I was in high school either. Especially not no mental health. Con- we had counselors, but... Right, not mental, yeah. Yeah, that's that, huge. they would come health. in and look at your grades and go, this is what you should right. do. But yeah, as far as like a counselor counselor, but they got one mental health counselor for 2,000 plus students. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, need help. 
So, yeah, how do you, like, look back upon that and maybe, like, mentorship now? Because, you know, you're a family man and right. and doing your thing and building your brand and making your income. Back then, honestly, I probably would have shut it off back then, too, because I was shy. Like, you know, I didn't really – I probably wouldn't even want the help. I, I like, you know, I just take it. Just whatever I'm going through, I'm right. I'm going to get through it. That's right. how my, that's how it was anyways. That, that's just like in any – like I said, in the uh, hood, that's how it be. Like, you got to – whatever you're going through you don't want to seem weak yeah so that's what i i had that demeanor too right, whatever i'm going through i'm gonna be good that's why i got my first tattoos on my face uh my teardrop i talk about in my book when my sister died my sophomore year at a party she got killed oh. she was an innocent bystander like i didn't know how to express my pain so i got the, the tattoos on my face and that was my way of expressing my uh my sorrow mm -hmm. yeah i'm that's so crazy. sorry yeah it, it's good like Pain actually give me motivation. As crazy as it sounds, like whenever I go through hard times or like if somebody close to me die, I'm gonna be hurt. But I know like it's gonna take, it's gonna motivate me to. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna use it as motivation. And that's know? a that's a tough thing to do. That's tough. To, like in what way? Because I know that your book, and I I'd love to read it. I haven't read it yet. I was hoping you bring a copy. Yeah, yeah. But I'll 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 bring you up. I'll, I'll shoot you a text. I go to yeah. to where we live all yeah, the time. Okay. Merced, I live in Atwater. I'll come pick one up for you. All you right. got to make a living too. I'll yeah. buy a copy. Um, but I know that uh, from what I understand, that it's it's kind of journal entries and different things compiled yeah. as well. Right. What made you want to do it that way instead of just writing out a book, like a, just a linear story? Here it is, but actually put in these things. Uh, probably because I. Probably didn't have enough really to put it, make it like a regular book. Sure. But it's just like it's stages. It's basically stages. Like from when I was in a kid, elementary, high school, college to now. Like you know, it's just like stages. That's why I broke mm -hmm. it up in like each stage. You know, it's like a each chapter is like everything I've been through is in order. Mm -hmm. So basically, I just like a timeline kind of. Yes, yeah, timeline. Mm -hmm. So was it a decision where you kind of went back and looked at all this stuff compiled over a timeline and you just felt like, hey, this might help somebody else? Yeah, uh, yeah, that too. And it was like, I started writing like three years ago. It'd be like writing in a journal. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to turn this into like a little book or whatever. So every time I go went through something, I write it in a journal. Like I had two uh, brothers who was in the foster home my, my whole life. I'm five years, I'm like three years older than four, but they got took from my mom when I was like, when I was a kid, when they was born like four. And I just barely met, uh, seen them again when I was 25. Like they came back in my life, like met us through Facebook, like, hey, we your brother and we met up. And wow. So I wrote about that in the book too. But I was already writing my book and then I found them. So I had to go back and let, write them a book that I found my brothers that I, had previously said I wanted to meet. Yeah. So I was writing about it and I met him. Mm -hmm. so that true. was tight. Yeah. I bet that had a Im big impact on you. Yeah, you know? it did. But it was, at the same time, it was fucked up because one of the twins didn't want to meet my mom because, you know, they was in the foster home with, uh, how can I say it? With uh, white people, Caucasian, how, how do you sure, say sure it? Sure, you say white people. White people. Yeah, they was in the foster home with white people. So the white mom basically told them, I guess like my mom threw him away, mm. but she didn't. You know, you on drugs. She mm. got the system took him. So that that brother didn't want nothing to do with my mom. Sure. This is what the other brother told me because we was close. He actually stayed with me, so he was like, "Yeah, he don't want nothing to do with uh, our mom because the stuff he heard." 
I'm like, that's crazy. So yeah. he met my mom, but the other ones still to this day haven't met my they birth mom. Yeah, it's t- it's it's tough. Uh, you know, I know a couple of twins that their mom left early, and one of them it didn't affect at all, and one of yeah. them it it, it did, and kind of how they perceived even you know themselves and relationships and everything else, right. you know, and what they would connect with. Um, but sounds of it, mom got clean. Uh, my mom. Yeah. Not really. Not really. No. She still. She had like a. Uh, Muscle, she used to take muscle relaxers like a motherfucker. But uh, I used to find like little foil around mm-hmm. the house, even in high school. Like to this present day, my little sister, like last year, found some foil and she was like, Brother, what's this? I'm like, You don't even want to know. Mm-hmm. So she's still battling, like, and she got like lung, uh, uh, COPD. Yeah. So she probably, she told me she's scared to stop because she's scared. She said if she stops, she might die. Right, like you know how it be when you stop and then you start your health might fuck up even more. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what she, that's what situation she in. She's kind of scared to stop. Sure, I I understand. I've seen people through that detox period and everything else. And I know for me with alcohol, I was worried because seizures could follow or anything. You know, right. knock on wood, I got lucky and a clean bill of health, of kidneys and lungs. I'm one of the lucky people, but right. I get where that kind of fear comes in too. But it's also that addict mindset of yeah. letting this thing go. It's yeah. kind of like. Yeah, it might kill you, but guess what? Your next hit might kill you, right. too. I be praying for her. I even try to... T- ain't no... <clears throat> it's crazy, because uh, she told me... I don't want to sit on her, but she said one of her uh, family members got her on got her on drugs when she was, like, 15. Mm-hmm. Sure. 5150 is a lifestyle. We believe in pushing yourself, finding your passion, knowing your dreams and working hard, and always striving to make those dreams your reality. We believe life is too short to sit back and say, what if? Go after it, grab it, and make it happen. Being 5150 is committing to that long, hard road. That road you know is going to be tough, but the most rewarding. That's living the madness. That's 5150. If you're living the 5150 lifestyle, then celebrate by rocking the goods. So listen up. There's a special deal for listeners of Knocking Doors Down. Go to 5150LTM.com and enter code KDD20 and receive 20% off your purchase. That's 51FIFTYLTM.com. Well, and that's what we talk about when people may not understand when they talk about certain systemic stuff in cultures and in in society yeah. that, that it's just that certain things are prevalent. We had prevalent. We had a, a Terrence T Rex McKinney UFC fighter mm-hmm. on a, on a previous episode. Um, I think it dropped today as of this recording that you're here with us, and you know he really talked about that like he was, uh, you know, the style of discipline that he received was because his lineage received that style of discipline. You know what it is? And sometimes we keep carrying this shit forward, these pains and trauma forward over and over and over. So I think it's good you're wanting to put it out there and showing this vulnerability because it's like, it's not weak. It takes a lot of strength, man. I don't got no problem, you know, opening up about my problems. That's good. You know, because my mama was on drugs and then like, I played football and she was the first person to give me a pain pain pill Mm. because I was, I think my shoulder was hurting. She gave me a a, a narco. Mm. Oh, I love the feeling. Ever since then, sure. After high school till you know present day, like whenever I'm dealing with like when mental health, I meditate. But sometimes when it's like too much, I take a pain a muscle. I'm not a muscle relaxer, but like a pain pill. Mm. And then, but meditation help you? It do. He tries. Jason, bless his heart. He'll send me certain things too. 
That's meditation. Shit. It just it it fucks me up more. Like when they're <laughs> like, and breathe out. Oh, no, see, I'm just do like, that. no, no, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't work for I, me. Uh, Y'all know what the, uh, you read, so you know what the law of attraction is. Yes. So I meditate yeah. and kind of use kind of the law of attraction things. Like I had a vision board and I like sit there and like look at the things on the vision board, close my eyes and visualize myself with it. Uh, focus on my breathing and just you know trying to change, switch my uh, the negative thoughts to positive thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I listen to like meditation sounds like on my uh, Alexa. I tell her to play like ocean sounds and just sit there yeah. quiet. You know, of course, I got to be at home by myself, mm-hmm. you know, so I could be quiet and just, you know, that shit really helped. Yeah. Meditation. I just, I wanted it. To, and Cheryl uh, Burke, she had sent me some. She goes, here's my username. Here's my password. Try this. I'm going to call yeah. you in 30 days. It's a meditation thing. And I'm just, day two, I'm like, I can't fucking do this. This is driving me. <laughs> so uh, for you, it's like, when you do it, your, your, your mind must be running crazy. A million miles an hour. Yeah. I, in it's complete hard. silence with this. And it's just like. I mean, that first time, you ain't going to get it. Yeah. If you would have kept no, doing it, sure. you probably would have got it. And I might. It's not for everybody. I got no. nothing to lose trying it. You know what I mean? <laughs> the anxiety's still there, so I might as well. But it's just like, I, I don't know what help. I mean, keeping my mind busy, I guess. Like, driving helps. I've noticed that. Every yeah. time we go to LA, I'm the one who drives because it just helps. Listen it's like, I prefer yeah. to drive. I like driving too. Yeah. Well, and I find that for me through the processes, um, and maybe why, and I'm not saying this is for you, mm-hmm. but it can unlock a lot of shit. It can. And when it does, then guess what you got to do? Or at least a person like me, I got to deal with it. Otherwise, I'm going to go and subconsciously, because this is my last relapse happened, I don't even remember going to the convenience store to buy a beer. And I'm two and a half beers in. I didn't even remember getting the car, driving, or anything else. So I know for me, if I don't let... So when was the last time you uh, drank a beer? Uh, As of this recording, I celebrate a year. Man, I salute you. So I, the crazy thing about it, I know I can period. stop taking uh, pain pills. It's just that, man, I could go. I go like a month, and then I'll be like, if I I don't like large crowds. So if I go somewhere, I'm gonna be around a lot of people. I take it just to like sure. It make me feel more comfortable. I'm, I'm not, not a people. fan of large crowds either. I hate large crowds. Stadiums like, still to this day. Concerts, yeah. sport ga- or sporting events. Yeah, yeah, I hate it. Like I, the Kevin Hart concert. I was like, I gotta get high before I go there. <laughs> <laughs> just because sometimes people run up to me they oh I know you I, I don't even like that mm-hmm. like my fans run up to me like I love it but I'll be nervous but at the same time, <laughs> so we're still kind of in the midst of that struggle to get past that heck point. yeah but there's a desire yeah it's a desire for sure yeah it's tough man yeah we'll, we'll, we can talk more after this yeah so I, I I know you can do it for me it's tough I still do have social anxiety so I get that like it's weird for a guy that want wanted love so bad that yeah. when I get it, it's like, what the fuck is this? Bro, and that's what crazy. What do you want from Still me? To this day, that's how I am. Like even with my girl, like I always wanted love from my mom. I didn't get it, but when I get it, it's like, is this real? Mm-hmm. Is you playing me? Is this how love supposed to be? Like I don't even know how love feel, and I don't know how to love. I feel like because I never really, you know. Best I heard it put was, and I forget who I was listening to, that uh, love is not a feeling. It's a thing you prove in action. Yeah. And so, you know, for me, it's like as a guy that loved toxic relationships, I loved them. What? That's where I'm at right now. They were my thing. I loved loved toxic people and the chaos and all the rush and the dopamine and serotonin you know because mm-hmm. think about it like for me it was wasn't friendships as much as it was relationships so think of it like 
Uh, I love the breakup because <laughs> I love the sadness, mm-hmm. and what? it was, and it was also an excuse to go drink. And I love the makeup because then guess what? Here comes the dopamine, the rush. You make I love you and the wild sex right. or whatever else it is. And, and it was it was no it's no that diff- breakup feeling. I, I I'm, that's crazy. You said that I like it too. Like the pain and the I don't know. Yeah. I hate that shit. I, I hate what it, you guys I like are it. It's crazy, about. bro. I hate it, but I like it. Yeah. The pain, like, I'm addicted to that pain. Like, yeah. I got, uh, in middle school, I got my heart broke so cold, bro. Oh, my God. That shit traumatizing. <laughs> tell tell, tell, tell us now. That's why I made a video with Earl, like, he, how he was in Eden. Like, so I had a, I was in a relationship in high school, and this dude on campus, he had a car. I'm broke. She left me for him. And man, that feeling walking to school, seeing them drive past you every day, <laughs> like, bro. Then you on campus, everybody like, bro, 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 took your girl right there. They with each other. They in the car. Like, I got like that made me feel so weak. Yeah. But the same way you get them, be the same way you lose them. Cause I, I took her from somebody, and she, so it was just like a. But that's traumatizing. So in my relationship right now, uh, that's all I think about is getting done like that. Yeah. Well, and it's it's it. I think it goes back to a lot that, um, from my understanding of sub- subconscious living as over conscious living, and it's kind of one of the things I've been focusing on right. and talk with, with with my lady about is like intentional living for what I want to be, not because of who I've been and what my life has been, right. and kind of flipping that because it is, dude. When you have people, especially when it's in a relationship that they gaslight you, you know mentally emotionally verbally abuse you or cheat or whatever else it's hard to to like let trust in especially when you come from a system where you were supposed to get the love right you didn't have any fucking trust at all exactly (laughs) man but i'm learning yeah after being cheated on too it kind of leaves the i don't trust and i was just telling jason that like fuck i don't trust any it's like this person is responding or commenting here i know her boyfriend (laughs) she is responding to my shit it's like fuck that i'm I'm just single forever but nobody but you get and like for me i realized i had to develop boundaries with that kind of shit because i love that attention i went through phases where you know in single periods when i actually got in a relationship it was like you know you go over there or whatever but when i was single seven eight women texted me all at once and it was like man it what a rush look how great i am i didn't actually <laughs> want anything from them. I, I didn't i didn't actually want to even hang out but it Just was the, like yeah keep right. showering me with compliments it was exactly. nice yeah that's what yeah. they don't filling the, the ego yeah mm-hmm. boosting your ego up, huh? yeah when in, when in reality all i had to do was look in the mirror and see the who i needed to give self-worth you know what i'm right. saying so being in a relationship and you like a, a public figure uh, like the social media is not cool oh because they gonna right they gonna hit you up and then i'll be picturing myself in my girlfriend's shoes like what if she was the one with all the followers right that'd be fucked up because a lot of girls be writing me you know and sometimes temptation uh, right back I ain't even gonna lie and yeah. that's fucked up but it's hard uh, social media is the devil can be yeah it can be I think it's all in it's ruining a lot of relationships for sure oh absolutely oh yeah oh it's ruined I seen you liked her picture that everybody's in my <laughs> I seen uh, you commented on that bitch man oh, what's well, with the hard eyes I didn't get hard eyes it's like <laughs> how the fuck did you even that's know crazy. I did that <laughs> why you don't post me oh uh, <laughs> you can't snap me back but I see you're liking pictures like yeah. damn social media <laughs> yeah that's crazy media. it creates a greater sense a uh, greater ability for accessibility right uh, which is definitely dangerous <laughs> and funny thing for me was I, even like when i was a good dude 
Terrell, like telling you I'm like being a good dude, and then I would get the accusations from the the relationship person, right? And then the breakup would be like, "Oh, you were accusing me of all this shit because it's what you were doing the whole time." Why are you That's following her? Why are you following her? <laughs> yeah. Do you know this girl? Why are you following her? Yeah, then it's like, and if they don't have a social media, it's weird. It's like, why don't you have social media? What are you hiding? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Who you running from? Who you? Something happened? You don't want to tell me about? So it's a double edged sword. Get you caught up. Fuck. Yeah. Be- what be- do you do? Best I heard it put, and who who put that term first? Was it Brianne Davis that we had on snorting people? No, that was Rivka. Rivka Reyes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, she was. Uh, she that's played. why I say I snort Jordans. I snort tattoos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's, hey. that's yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, I think it's that same kind of thing with people that there can be that addictive nature to to people. There right. was for me, mm-hmm. for sure. Now I'm like, man, I got I got my kids, I got my lady. It's like. Life is good. Yeah, I, I don't got like it. being around people. I get paranoid. I don't know why. Especially after my friend died, it made it worse. Like I could imagine. Going around lar- large crowds and just being around. Like I don't, like when I go back to my uh, Fresno, my neighborhood. I do not. I can't hang around a group of you know home homies and stuff. Cause especially when they get to pulling guns out. Like, hey, bro, look at this. Flashback to where my friends are killed. Yeah, so I'm like. Yeah. Bro, put that up, and they they look at me like, oh, because they realize they know what I've been through. Said so like, my bad. They already yeah. know like, don't play with no guns around me because you could easily kill somebody on accident, or if you put point down playing like. So when I go to be around large crowds, I like, she invite me somewhere. People invite me somewhere. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. And people be like, you so antisocial, but it's like. I don't blame you. I've definitely grown to be antisocial, that's yeah. for sure. But when I'm out in a crowd, people will assume different. Probably yeah. the same with you, too. Yeah. Just because of your personality on social media, I gotta, they gotta would put assume. A ma- I got to put a mask exactly. on. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's the irony of two people. You're talking to two guys that are naturally right. introverts. And it's yeah, like, I'm oh, I got to, you know, I, I do some uh, ring announcing for, like, MMA and pro wrestling. Man, I got to become a different person. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, like, that shit, I couldn't do that shit sober at one point. That's how I feel. There, there was no way, Terrell. You were right. not going to get me. It's like, all right, uh, who, who's got a shot? Give me, give me some rum or whatever right. it was. And, you know, that sucks. It does. It, but, but I wanted to tackle the fear, which sounds like you're kind of in that place. You really want to tackle that fear of those situations. Yeah, I do, and I, I wake up every day and I take steps to do that. Yeah. You know, I got a journal. I, I'm writing it right now, like trying to like stop taking. The uh, pain pills to to be comfortable around people, right. you know. And, but that's just uh, that's the times we live in right now. If you listen to rap music, a lot of rappers are talking about taking Percocets, and you know they all that's what they take to deal with their pain. That's that's crazy. That's we doing that, especially when you start getting money, you taking it at a higher extent. Yeah. You, buy, you got money to buy the pills now, mm-hmm. but you know. I'm young, but I, I know it's, I know I'm messing up my health, so I'm, I just turned 28. I'm like. Man, I can't be doing this when I'm in my 30s. No. And I know I'm, I'm strong enough mentally to stop. It is that I'm also weak and vulnerable because my my uh, mental health issues. Yeah. And it's hard when you got mental health issues and strong because one day I'm strong and the next day I'm weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's all a lot of us, though. I, think I hate it and live it at the same time. That's yeah. why I hate making plans because I don't know where I'm going to be mentally on that day. Right. You know, there are some days where I'm just like, the dark cloud is over you, you know, but I already plan to do this, this, and this. And it's like, I made those plans on a good day where I was feeling fine. I don't want to do it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> Man, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm not the only one that feel that way. Oh, you're definitely not alone. <laughs> no. That's for sure. I'm thinking I'm going crazy sometimes. Oh, yeah. Not at all. 
uh, I feel that too. Even through that process of you know everything, and I most certainly, I mean, fuck, this ain't about me, but maybe one bonus episode we'll talk or have you come back, and I'll go into some of the depths of where the mind took me. Right. But I find it getting less and less, and the trauma getting less and less, and sitting with it and, and accepting it. But through that you know the being a service which you accidentally fell into wasn't totally the intent but you did and i think if you hang on to that and what you're doing and the comedy and everything else man i i think you're gonna be okay right but you know you want to talk to people we're gonna yeah i do want to talk to somebody yeah so you know you got any people that that's like good people that you want to recommend i stop by see what they talking about Hell, I'll sit down and have a coffee with you. Yeah, you bullshit. Yeah, I, I drink coffee. All right, good. I, I like <laughs> that fancy shit though. Do you what, like what? the fancy shit? What's the fancy shit? You know, like the lattes. And oh yeah, I, I fuck with the lattes. <laughs> coffee. I need, I need, I need sugar in my shit. <laughs> right? Coffee black. You can't. You don't put sugar in it. Mm-mm. If I have regular, just how can you drink it like that? That's Is what we drank in rehab, man. Just black oh. coffee. Marlboro Reds. <laughs> if, it's, if it's like regular coffee, I can. But if it's like otherwise, I would prefer something that's like, you know, got cream and sugar and the whole right. thing. That's why I was like, if you have Dutch Bros, have you tried this? I'm like, yeah. I will get black coffee from AMPM. I don't care. It's long, I actually prefer gas station coffee over Starbucks coffee. So where we see it going with things now with, uh, you know, I'm loving the Earl content. And it's funny, I, I didn't even think of the Ike Turner influence. So where do you see that going with, with Earl and with your stuff? Are you, are you getting to a point where you think some of this you can I feel it, you know, and that, that's the law of attraction. Uh, I'm putting the work in with it. And people, when people, my fans even be like, you gonna, Earl going to be in a movie or something like that. So I'm just continue putting the work. I know something going to pop. And mm-hmm. I'm just continue to put out content. But I'm just going wherever God takes me at this point. I'm I, yeah. I'm just putting out content. I make four videos a day, and then you know you get back what you put in. So sure. mm-hmm. I'm not worried about it. I'm just going to continue to make content. Plus, you know, Facebook is taking care of me. So so you're kind of I'm not in no rush. I'm just doing my job, making people laugh, and then the opportunity is going to come for sure. Because yeah. y'all know if you do something, you put in work, you're going to get rewarded for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of in that place of taking the hands off the driving wheel other yeah. than what you're doing, and, and it's going to pan out Just, where it pans out. That's how it be. The universe going to look out for me. So what about the book? I mean, are people – which you can um, get Terrell's book, Against All Odds, a story about how I became on Amazon, or your website is TerrellGreen.com? Yeah, Terrell Green. I sign, it for, I sign it for him and ship it off. Yeah, and you got the uh, Uncle Earl bobbleheads. Oh, yeah, the bobbleheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of my followers live in those. I'll for, I be forgetting about those. Dude, here's here's just an advice. The next merch, some Uncle Earl shirts, shirts with yeah. like sayings on there. Yeah. Because you got some of the sound effects are what cracked me up, up the most idea. in the video. I'm going to do that. But I think Uncle Earl needs some shirts or something with some of the little sayings on he got a He got a pretty cool following too. Yeah. Yeah, you built that that page because it's got an independent page of yeah. 12,000 12, or something. But you haven't been with that page too long. Oh, no, on Facebook is, is probably more. But on that page, on fa- Instagram, I don't really post on there more i oh, need to okay. start posting on there more but yes at 12k okay just made it well you ever think about uh, some of the thoughts and things that you write and the way you kind of approach comedy getting out and jumping up on a stage people ask me all the time <laughs> the way my uh the way my uh mental health set up i, I, I ain't doing stand up no that's not even a thought Hart. that's not even a thought in my mind like i rather 
be an actor than do stand up comedy. You know, I'll probably get up there and look around and <laughs> turn back around. Acting. All right. Take two. Take two. Of acting. Take three. Yeah, yeah, acting is way yeah. easy. Stand up, it's you and a microphone. And that's people it. looking at you. Yeah, that's all you got. I could, to. I could act in front of people like action, people looking, that's easy. But mm -hmm. standing up, doing comedy, what if I say something and it, nobody laugh? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's my time, y'all. Love y'all. <laughs> that was the last time he did comedy. <laughs> Loser. Thank, thank you to Terrell Green for doing a 30-second set. Uh, <laughs> I mean, people, people be telling me, you need to do stand-up. No, I'm not. One guy, I had a meeting in L.A. Some guy told me I wasn't going to be successful. I don't do stand-up. I'm like, you must don't see how social media is giving everybody opportunities now yeah mm -hmm. the girl i forget her name the one who hosted um on uh, new year's eve liza do you know who i'm talking about she's an influencer as well her name's liza something I, i'm pretty sure if i see her because I, I yeah know. yeah she has a very familiar face i'm i'm not positive don't quote me on it but i'm pretty sure she got her fame yeah. from social media and now she's hosting the ball drop on um whatever channel it is but in new york she was yeah. the one hosting it so it's just kind of like right. yeah you don't need to do stand-up dude you social don't. media is the new way of the world there's people more famous than actors now right via social, social media, media. Yeah. nine million followers just yeah. on social media and yeah. more people are going to see that person's posts on nine million following than they would on a commercial and when you build a fan base like that these <laughs> these uh companies that come to you to you know pay you to wear their stuff exactly. or you know right. mm -hmm. so you were it's saying that you're starting to get some of those potential yeah, deal I, offers. Yeah, my first one was Axe, and then I got one right now working with Rallies. Mm -hmm. So I just signed a contract with uh, Checker Rallies, and you know, just, they just start coming. That's why I say I just put out content and then check emails every day, see what I got. They just come. Yeah. Well, thanks for I, answering I, ours, man. I appreciate. Oh yeah, that. yeah. Appreciate I, I must have sent the same. No, the, the right email. Time. I got your email. If I like, I didn't even get to see the DMs because it was so much DM. You know how it be. Yeah. So when you email me, I got right back to you, yeah. and I checked your your uh, podcast out. Well, I appreciate that. We appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for having so, me. So, is there anything else you think you want to talk about before we get to the uh, the part of our random questions? If you need to talk to somebody, go yeah. talk to somebody. Everything gonna be all right. Yeah, you know we in this together. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's tough. Yeah. But you said it right there: is we got to be willing to ask for help. Yeah. Right? There's not even do. There's no weakness in it. Well, but you're wanting to. Yeah, I okay. think you showing that you brave, courage to come out and ask for help. Yeah. Being weak is not asking for help. Well, you know, and I think in addition to that, part of part of that is what is what we choose to surround ourselves with too and that's, that's people vital. in our environment you gotta be around positive people because mm -hmm. if you're around negativity and you're going through mental health it's just gonna yeah. fuck you up even more you yeah. gotta be around positivity yeah that's what I forget how the saying goes we are the median of of uh, those we surround ourselves with that's so facts. it's kind of like you know if we want to be at that higher level let's hang out with people that are you know exactly. pushing and grinding every day and they're not oh well it's me and right. you know it's like fuck that i don't have the time or the energy for for that anymore oh, God. Like, you know we this guy and i we've been thrown into an extra hustle situation and you know we, we i think i don't know felt sorry for a day or two but then it's like <laughs> hey yeah. Not a pity party for a minute, but now it's like, all right, quit being a bitch, get over it, let's yeah. go, yeah. <laughs> start moving forward. Yeah. Let's keep moving forward. And it's not necessarily that it doesn't hurt, doesn't sting, it's just that, okay, that happened, there ain't <laughs> shit we can do about what happened, but what we can do is continue to propel ourselves forward right. exactly. and ha have a vision, have a have a goal. 
I'm gonna try a vision board. I haven't done much of that. It's powerful. Yeah, I'll have to try, ask you more. About I wouldn't that. even lie to you. What, what everybody you out there get a vision board so you can go to Google, uh, print out pictures like a house you want, a car, uh, whatever, and then put it on the vision board. Put it on your dresser, like before you go to sleep, look at it. Wake up, look at it. But you gotta believe you're gonna receive it. Like you got, you can't look at it like I'm not gonna get that. You're not gonna get it. But if you look at him like, okay, that's mine. It's already mine. Sure. You're gonna have it for sure. Like I made a vision board in 2018. I still use it to this day. And everything on there is already X'd off except for my uh, five bedroom house, you know, cause, but that's coming probably this year, you know, so it's just powerful. It's just like you visualize yourself with the things and you gotta believe you're gonna have it and you're gonna have it. Like you don't hear people like me talking about stuff like that. I'm just telling you it's real. Mm. Yeah. No, and people need to. At need first, to. when I first heard somebody talk about it, I'm like, that ain't real. But then when I start, you gotta, if you don't read, watch the DVD, The Secret. Yeah, watch The Secret, it's on Netflix because they got a book that's changed my yeah, life. Yeah. Like you gotta be able to visualize what you want and then your thoughts, the thoughts that you have in your mind could really affect your life, whether it's negative thoughts, positive thoughts. If you be like, okay. Like I used to always sit at home and visualize getting interviewed like this before the videos. Like when I first started, I didn't even have no type of followers. I used to be like interviewing myself in my head and then for it to actually happen like this, I'm not even surprised. So that's just how it works. What are some of those things you checked off, if you don't mind sharing? Uh, what? Oh, one of the best ones. I was I was broke as fuck, bro. And then it's like a it's like a picture of hella money. And I said I wanted to make nine thousand a month or a hundred k in a year. That that at the time that was a lot. Uh, I just this was t in 2018. Just last year, I made. 200,000 a year on on Facebook and boom, cross that out. That was my biggest one. I'm like, that's crazy. Mm. Killing it. That's I wasn't surprised, but I, I got emotional. Like, that shit real. Yeah. How did I do it? But you did. But I did. And I believed it. Yeah. I didn't look at that like, I'm not going to get that. But I just kept putting in the work. And then once I started working, the money started coming. I think it's a big part of like we were talking about earlier, that purposeful living. Like yeah. having a direction that you want right. to go. And, and a sense of self-worth and, and knowing it because... We all got a purpose. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. nobody handed that shit to you. You earned it. Right. You earned it. It's yours. Right. And so it's kind of when you talk about... You talked about the people that like, well, I knew you win. Where's my cut? It's like... <laughs> right. Because when I first started, nobody was on the train. Yeah. They was like, why are you not playing sports? Like, and then when it started like the build and pick up, they was like, now family asks for money, but it's like, where is this energy at when I stop playing sports? And y'all thought I was going crazy because my friend died and I dropped out of school. Yeah. You know. <laughs> hey, it I love it, though. It, it, it does teach us a lot, though. It does teach Heck us yeah. a lot. And again, back to that pain. Like, I've had to do some painful things with some people lately. It's like, I care about you, but you're going the fuck over there. <laughs> and I don't, right. mean, I don't mean for five minutes. This isn't a timeout. This is a take care. Se take care. You gotta, I, I wish you the best in life. You got to separate the elevate. Mikey, random questions? Yes. Okay. So if they were to make a movie about Uncle Earl, <laughs> someone else had to act. Couldn't be you. Who would you cast to play him? That's famous? Mm-hmm. Anyone, any famous person? Terrell, you can't say me because uh, I already got a booking. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not uh, famous. <laughs> <laughs> I am not famous. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you. That's crazy. Uh, I'll, probably say, I'll probably say uh, Mike Epps. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mike okay. Epps would funny. kill it. He's funny. Uh, if you were stranded on a deserted island, 
and you had one movie and uh, one music album with you, what would they be? The movie I'm watching, uh, Forrest Gump. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love Run it, man. Forrest. I love it. Jenna. <laughs> what, what, what is about Forrest Gump for you? Well, I would say that, that was, was my bad. So uh, what movie that came out? <laughs> that, movie, that movie came out what ninety four? Probably I was born in ninety four, but okay. my mom used to watch it and, and put it on for me. Nice, really sick. And he used to run and play football, and that fascinated me. But I used to watch the whole movie, <clears throat> and it was just fascinating to me how he was running with them braces on, broke mm -hmm. out. And that, and then Jenny, how Jenny dogged him his whole life, like his I was attached. His whole <laughs> life, dude. Who's a bigger dick than Jenny? <laughs> that's why she and got her. That's stuck, why she got her karma. In he's the stuck end. with her. He, he a real one for that. Who's a bigger mm -hmm. dick, Jenny from Forrest Gump or the grandpa from Char uh, Willy Wonka? Man, Jenny, bro. You think? Jenny. I mean, yeah. he was being taken care of. He was in bed the entire time. Dude wins a golden ticket, and all of a sudden, motherfucker can walk no problem. Man, but that's yeah, probably crazy. Jenny. Jenny, bro. Forrest had a good heart, and she just. Fucked him over. Good heart, Multiple man. Times. And I put myself in his shoes. Like, fuck, I would, man. Yeah, Jenny, but she got hurt. What dick. a dick. But I think if you break that down, <laughs> and like, I didn't realize that's till I was older. Like, <laughs> but Me too. But if you break <laughs> that down, <laughs> she probably died from AIDS. Well, I think that's that, what she did. That's right? what the movie insinuated. Really? It, it insinuated. So she didn't say that though, right? No, no. no it, that, at the time, AIDS was barely like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. But, but you kind of got to wow. remember for her, like... So did Fours have AIDS? Well, and they had a kid, too. They did have a kid. But you look at, like, uh, you look at like um, uh, Magic Johnson and Cookie had a kid afterwards. Oh, yeah, and they didn't and, have And it. he was fine. Yeah, so neither one of them had Magic. it. Yeah, but if you look at, like, Jenny, she was sexually abused by her dad. Yeah. She was, yeah. So she, she didn't know, like you were saying, so you not... can't really blame her. No. Her. Right. Not knowing what love is, she went with what she thought what it was. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whereas when we were talking earlier on, I was talking about love with like Forrest is through action he showed right. through action I mean he went the dude that tried to you know he thought was raping her and he right. beat the shit out of him and no that's like a dude she was trying to hook up with so did he have a good relationship with his mom too though oh yeah he had a great like a relationship with his mom so that's why he was such a loving person he yeah. beat the shit out of the dude who hit yeah. Jenny though that's right yeah, she yeah. hit him he would have yeah. killed him if he could yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah so but I could see that Forrest, you know, and then my album, yeah, Tupac. Uh, what are the Tupac albums? Which one I'm gonna listen to? All eyes I on say, me. Yeah, all eyes on me. Art, Nipsey Hussle, uh, Mailbox Money. I'm a big Nipsey Hussle and Tupac fan. Right on. But I listen to Tupac because he gonna get me through. Did you hear the rumor about the hologram being at the Super Bowl? And yeah, I did. I was waiting on it. But how man. did you feel about it not coming? I mean. Dr. Dre and uh, Tupac, I think they was bumping heads towards the end of Tupac before he died. Like mm. Tupac was saying, you know, Dr. Dre was that, you know, yeah. calling them that word mm -hmm. that we don't want to talk about. I think they got into it, but they should have brought him out for the West Coast. Yeah. He gone. Yeah. So it might have been cool. Something yeah, that would have been something. I thought Ice Cube made it was that much be better. If I it thought Ice Cube was going to be there. I, I no one said that it, it was wasn't Dr. Dre. Like on I the guess bill. it was a it was Dr. Dre thing. He was yeah. just bringing all his yeah the people that signed to him or he the people yeah. he brought out. And then I saw Fifty Cent and I'm like He's East Coast. Huh? That was yeah. not what I expected. I thought this was a West Coast thing, right. but Mary J. Blige is West She's Coast. She's from as well. East Coast. Yeah, yeah. and from um, Eminem's from Eminem. Detroit. He's from Detroit. Yeah, but it's I think Eminem. The people, those are all Eminem. I mean, uh, Dr. Dr. Dre, Dre people. Yeah, yeah, that he produced and created yeah. that sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was kind of I was surprised by the Fifty Cent and that they didn't. Give any like promo for that? It's right. like he wasn't even worth getting a promo up on. I heard they don't get paid for it. No, they don't pay for the halftime at all. 
So I was like, I don't know. Maybe really? No. Nope. I Mary didn't. J. Blige said that in the interview, but she said like afterwards, so much money is gonna come, like it don't even matter. Sure, like, oh, sure. Probably endorsements and yeah. stuff. Damn. Well, man, her she's eleven years sober. Eminem fourteen. Yeah. That was Mary J. Blige. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What she was doing? I don't know all of what it was. I know. I know she was getting. Uh, but she was in an abusive relationship. I think. Yeah. Well, and that's an easy way to want to turn to substances. Yeah. <laughs> Into abuse. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> uh, Mikey. Top three favorite actors. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Will Ferrell. Love Will Ferrell. Oh, wait. Denzel Washington, number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. All uh, right. Okay. Will Ferrell. <laughs> 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 uh, and right now, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan's yeah. awesome. He's one of those guys that he could just play anything. Like if somebody said, we're going to make a movie about your life, and uh, but we're yeah. not going to typecast it because we're going to get Michael B. Jordan. I go, fucking right. A right, you are. <laughs> I think he didn't, generation, our generation, he could be like Denzel Washington, man. Sure. Because he's a that. young Denzel to me. He's Denzel. got like that uh, Jamie Foxx level. I was going to say Jamie Foxx. I, I like Jamie Foxx in uh, Will Smith. Cause they play good act, like play people good. Like yeah. name a bad Will Smith movie. Right. I can't think of one. I can't think of one because oh, that's how incredible yeah. he is. His best movie to me is The Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, that yeah. shit made me cry. Uh, me too. At the very yeah. end, where he's clapping yeah. after he finally, and it was just like, Damn. he did it. He did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, and the cool thing about what I love those is based on something that occurred, right. you know, and it shows people that you can do it. You, know? you seen it at the very end when he's walking with his son, the guy who walked by him. That's who the movie was about. Yeah, that's who. Oh, Wilson I never realized that. Yeah. yeah, at the very end when him and his son are walking, their backs are to the camera. Another guy walks crosses paths with them. That's who Will Smith is playing yeah. in the movie. I, yeah. I never realized yeah. who he walked past. Mm-hmm. That's your guy, but I yeah. I know who the the guy is that mm-hmm. we're talking about. I know there's probably a bad Will Smith movie, but I ain't seen it. The only one I could think of, not bad, but just my least favorite, was probably Wild Wild West. I didn't care. Yeah, that, that was one. actually very terribly done. I didn't but. care for that one, but I still love Will Smith. So, Terrell, if there, I, I know you kind of threw a little bit of wisdom, but you know, I thank you for being very open and honest about what you are still struggling with, and I do have nothing but faith. To, that you're going to get on the other side, especially if you start to build that community of whatever it is you want to transition from. But maybe some some knowledge you can drop just with people, you know, for them from your experience, or you know, and being patient with yourself, or you know, it's a process. Right. Clearly, yeah, it's you, a process. And uh, I know it's a lot of uh, content creators or social media comedians that are people with a presence in general that's going through stuff and mental health issues, or if you battling with drugs. Man, don't be afraid to get help or speak out because you're an influencer. Uh, you mean we mean like it's people that really look up to us. So we could if, if we continue to have these habits and we lead this earth, it's gonna affect a lot of people. So we got to get right first of all, and then you know just continue to spread love. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. you coming down and joining us. Thank you. Terrell Green, man, thank you for coming in, being so vulnerable, sharing that uh, you're still going through a lot of your struggles, but uh, but working. He's putting in some of the work, steps steps at a time for Absolutely. him. Absolutely. I mean, that's what you got to do in order to get yourself right, and he's making the effort to do so, so we commend him for that. Absolutely. And for more on uh, Terrell and Uncle Earl that is hilarious to me, hit that link in the podcast description and uh, tell, tell Terrell that you heard about him on Knocking Doors Down. Uncle Mikey, you got anything else? Mm, Nah, I'm going home. On that note, keep knocking doors down, people.
This podcast contains the views and opinions of the Knockin' Doors Down hosts and their guests to the show. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is sharing their unique perspective, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. Privacy is of the utmost importance to us. For those wishing anonymity, people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect confidentiality at the request of certain guests. This website or podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with our content establish a doctor-patient relationship. If you find any errors in any of the content of this podcast or blogs, please send a message through the contact page. This podcast is owned by KDD Media Company.